This is the Call Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday. My final night of the week before I wrap up the political shit, do the comedy show on a Friday night. I assume that Sparkles is still going to be remote tomorrow night and not here in studio with me. Perhaps we'll get her next week. But she'll be wearing her little cat ears that light up, so that should be fun. But before we get to that, we got to cover the political news, don't we? What are we talking about tonight? Oh, I'm going to go for a twofer. We're going to have to talk about Matt Walsh again. Let's see if he will react to me reacting to his video again. Yeah, she she bought child headphones and then complained that they were uncomfortable. As opposed to the, the professional headphones that I give her when she comes here. But Matt Walsh went on with Dr. Phil and a trans person. And apparently, most people believe that Matt Walsh looked like a complete douchebag. As I understand it, I haven't watched the clip yet. I saw a lot of people commenting on him sharing it out, saying, Wow, what a self-own. So I'm very much looking forward to see what Matt Walsh has to say about trans people. Oh, oh, you don't know. You don't know. Yes, yes. Matt did indeed call me a formidable voice in the culture. Here is... It's not a meme. I usually have a meme up for today, but this was an actual screenshot from Newsmax. But since you since you asked, let's go to my YouTube and I'll I'll play the clip for you. <laughs> I've already incorporated it into my uh, channel trailer. Now we turn to uh, YouTuber Justin Justin Freakin. The guy's uh, you know he's a, he's a formidable voice in the culture. There you go. He did indeed call me a formidable voice in the culture. I've got video of a reporter from a local NBC affiliate that got hit by a car while she was doing her live hit. Literally a live hit. Apparently she kept going. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get to that, Warlord. Warlord uh reverencing Kirsten Cinema last night when her and Manchin worked to kill filibuster reform and voting rights. Bernie Sanders is not fucking happy about it. So we're going to listen to Bernie rant. I even wore my Bernie fucking Sanders shirt. It's the it's the one year anniversary of the Bernie and Mittens meme. But I already wore that shirt a couple nights ago, so I went m- with my other Bernie shirt. We're gonna we're gonna check in with my good friend Jake Jacobs. Apparently, he went on with a Polish talk show to talk about the Ukraine. I might be wrong. It might have been might have been hungry. Might have gone a little more fascist. But apparently, he is calling Biden. Putin's puppet now. I'm interested to know exactly how one comes to that conclusion. How he is Putin's puppet. Well, thank you, Femboy. Appreciate that. Wow. 
Also, Finboy Lord. Hell yeah, it sounds like my kind of people. I'm I am enjoying all the love that I'm getting thanks to my dunking on Matt Walsh. Oh, I did I sent my phone number to somebody just a few minutes ago. Let me open up the phone lines in case they would like to give us a call. 917-830-4359. I love to argue with dumb fucks. There's this page called Facts Plus Feelings. And they aren't the sharpest tool in the shed. And it's a deluge of just right-wing propaganda. So they get in my DMs and they're asking me questions. And they bring up abortion. And I'm like, well, do you know the legal reasoning? How the the Supreme Court interpreted the Fourth Amendment... You cover a woman's right to privacy. You know, you, you can't violate a woman's right to privacy on behalf of a theoretical person. Blah, blah, blah. Did you know about the, the congressional testimony that women, there was a chemical in Britain that was causing mass birth defects? Women went to Congress. They were having these babies. And they were only surviving for a year or two. Born with, it's a heartbreaking story, but this is why they were advocating for abortion. And then this motherfucker comes back and was like, well, when do you think life begins? And like, that question is irrelevant. That question is a philosophical question. It is different for everybody. It has nothing to do with the public policy. And they were like, I don't care about public policy. The fuck? fuck, What the fuck? What, What argument is there to have other than to hash out public policy? I don't get like we're not in fucking church right now. We're not in a philosophy class. We're not we're not having that discussion. We're ask, actually talking about public policy. But apparently they don't want to call in. Maybe maybe we'll get a call here in a little bit. 917-830-4359 or if you're more technologically advanced, the Discord link is down below. Just tell me that you're in the Discord, and I'll hop in there and uh, let her rip. No, no. I it's, it's, I mean, I guess I believe it begins at birth. I've not put much thought into it because I don't care. I don't have children. I'm never going to have children. I don't have any kids that I know of. You never know what might be running around out there. As far as I know, I have no children. I had a I had a wild night, and I'm not uh, I'm not even gonna say it. Not even gonna say it. But might might trace it back to me. No, if I have a child, I would I would man up and take care of it. But hopefully, you're not out there because I don't want no child. There is one time, though, I just, I came all in her. I didn't ask any fucking questions. It, we'll not get into that. We, no, no, no. We're going to talk about the news. Representative Jamal Bowman was arrested today. I am not Raymond's dad. (laughs) No, 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 no. Sparkles is only my friend. What the... You're getting the wrong impression here. Rep, <laughs> Rep Jamal Bowman. 
was arrested for protesting voting rights. Meanwhile, another member of Congress had his house raided by the FBI. We'll get into that. Uh, Jen Psaki asked about the Ukraine. Uh, It is appearing that the ban on stock trades is gaining ground, both Democrats and Republicans, amazing enough. Now we have a new bill where they are wanting to ban corporate PACs. I'm all about it. I'm down with that shit. Biden is seeking to clarify his comments on the Ukraine. Plus the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire <laughs> has a whole piece about MSNBC and their hyperpartisanship, which I found hilarious. If you... <laughs> Raymond... <laughs> If, if you guys missed my picture from earlier, this is a real screenshot from Newsmax. <laughs> Most of the white icons are still around. <laughs> Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes. I, I stand for Philosophy Tube. Fantastic channel. All right, let's get started. Here was the scene from last night. You will hear applause from the Republican members of the Senate for Mansion and Cinema voting with the Republicans. Remember, we did the we did the story last night. Now I've learned my lesson. I will not put Tom Cotton on a thumbnail for one of my videos again. Done the worst of any of the videos I've posted in the last, like, two weeks. Nobody wants to hear from Tom Cotton. Nobody wants to see Tom Cotton. I understand. Point taken. I felt it was important to discuss the filibuster reform and really understand what they were proposing, which was just a return to the talking filibuster. That if you want to pull a filibuster, you don't just get to say, like, oh, we're not going to vote for cloture. You got to actually come out there and run out the clock. You got to do the Mr. Smith goes to Washington bullshit. We are coming up on the... Final tally of the votes to reform the filibuster. I believe that's Patrick Leahy presiding over the Senate. I can't really tell from this angle, though. You know, I've never actually watched it. I have it, and I I have it, I think, in 4K. Because I've been on a, ever since I got the 4K TV, I've been on a big kick of watching 4K movies. One of these days, I'm going to bust it out. The Fifty Shades of Green Eggs and Ham series. <laughs> oh, shit. You can see Chucky Schumer already getting up to speak. We're not going to listen to what on this vote, Schumer had to say. On this vote, the A's are 52, the nays are 48. The decision of the chair stands as the judgment of the Senate. 
The, there will be order. That is the Republicans. The Senate will be in order. The majority leader. Giving quite the ovation for Mr. President, Mansion and Cinema. Motion to proceed to the motion to reconsider the failed cloture vote. The motion was drawn. Now, for the information of the Senate, uh, there will be no further roll call votes tonight. Senators should expect a roll call vote at noon tomorrow on the confirmation of Hollis Tommy to be to Hollis Holly Thomas. All you fucks need to retire, especially Leahy. Leahy sounded like he wasn't all there. All right, we're running out of... Let's hear what Bernie Sanders has to say about this farce of a vote from last night. Senators from Vermont, I think that's it. (laughs) Um, Mr. President, let me uh, begin by thanking a number of my Senate colleagues who have worked so hard on this issue. Uh, Let me thank, among others, Senator Merkley, Klobuchar, Booker, Warner, King... Leahy, Durbin, Kane, and, and others for their efforts on this important issue. Mr. President, I will be brief uh, because there is not a whole lot that I can add to the excellent statements that so many other senators have made. But let me just say this. For some, the issue we are debating today may seem complicated to be understood only by lawyers, constitutional scholars, and those handful of people who actually understand the opaque rules. I can tell you that the fucking right-wingers in the comment sections on Facebook have no clue what they were talking about last night. Of the U.S. Senate. So I just want to say that if that is what you think, you're wrong. What we are debating today is not complicated. It is really quite simple. And here is what it's about. Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential election, period. You may have liked that result, or you may not have liked it, but he won. He won in an election that Donald There are plenty of people that still can't cope with it. ...determined to be the most secure election in American history. After the election, Trump and his supporters filed more than 60 lawsuits in state and federal courts and lost repeating their false claims and trying to reverse the election results these lawsuits were rejected time and time again including with judges rudy lost his law license do you think we're stupid or had it suspended that trump himself appointed nonetheless What evidence? They didn't have evidence to present. And to this day, continues to claim, despite all of the evidence, that the election was stolen and that he actually won in a landslide. Not only are his statements and actions delusional, they are worse. In repeating this big lie over and over again, he not only cast doubts about the 2020 election, but in fact, in a disgraceful and unprecedented way for a president, he is undermining the very foundations of American democracy. Shamefully, Republican leaders all across this country, including Republican members of the U.S. Senate, either repeated Trump's lies 
or tried to walk a very, very thin line around them. Trump's one-man dominance over the Republican Party is now so strong that few Republican officials are prepared to state openly what they know in their hearts to be true. They are purging people from the Republican Party. Trump is a pathological liar and a threat to democracy in this country and our very way of life. In any case, the predictable result of all of this was that Republican governors and legislatures all over this country saw Trump's big lie and fear-mongering as an opportunity, a golden opportunity, to solidify their political positions. Boy, howdy. Acting under the guise of voter integrity, despite the fact that our nation has very little voter fraud, thank God, they proceeded to pass election laws. A lot of the cases we found were Trump voters. For people to vote with a special focus on people of color, young people, poor people, and people with disabilities, people who might be inclined to vote against them. In many cases, they also created election districts through extreme gerrymandering that have no rationale other than to make... When you say jacked, are you saying, imagine if Bernie Sanders got, like, carjacked going out of the... Or if he, like, got buff or some shit? Oh, if he got shredded... He'd be, he'd be like Socialist Bay or some shit. I fucking, everybody already fucking considers Bernie their bay. Make certain that Republicans retain control over state legislatures. In other cases, they are cutting back on the authority of independent election officials and giving that power to partisan legislatures. Today, in order to address this crisis in American democracy, Members of the Senate will be casting two very important votes. The first will be the Freedom to Vote Act. And this bill goes a long way to end voter suppression and, in fact, make it easier, not harder, for American citizens to vote. Like, I, know, I want a right-winger to tell me what they have a problem with in that bill. It celebrates democracy by making Election Day a national holiday so the people can vote at a time other than after work. Goddamn right. It establishes uniform early voting and same-day registration. This bill also ends partisan gerrymandering and roots out the undue influence of special interest money in buying election. Imagine Long overdue. Imagine that. We would actually know the names of billionaires who put huge amounts of money into super PACs that by election. What a terrible thing. We'd actually know who these people are. This bill would also provide increased protection in the voting process for voters with disabilities, the military, overseas voters, and underserved communities, and much, much more. This is a very significant piece of legislation. Now, why would anybody be opposed to it? Exactly. Why in a nation that has... Well, I'll tell you why Republicans are opposed to it. Because their policies aren't popular. They aren't popular people. They would not win.
They would have to change their party to be more representative of the people. And they don't want to do that. That's why they keep marching closer and closer to fascism. It's a history of denying the vote to African Americans, denying the vote to Native Americans, denying the vote to women, denying the vote to low-income whites. Why would any fair-minded person be in opposition to make it because they're not fair-minded citizens to vote that's what i understood when i went to elementary school you know you play by the rules you do your best sometimes you win and sometimes you lose that's the process but no one ever told me that what politics is about is working overtime to try to prevent people from voting just because they might vote against you yep Our job should be to increase voter turnout, make it easier for people to participate, which is what this legislation does. I want this country to have the highest voter turnout of any nation on earth, not one of the lowest. But let's be clear. I'm for compulsory voting. That is not in the bill. Important bill. A bill to protect the foundations of American democracy will fail. It will fail because, according to Senate rules, it will require 60 votes to pass, and in a 50-50 Senate, not one Republican will vote for it. It will likely get 50 votes, which, with the Vice President casting the tie-breaking vote, would be enough to pass this legislation under majority rule. It will not get 60 votes. All of which brings us to the second vote, which is really the most important vote of the day. That vote will determine whether anything we discuss today, whether any of the speeches that we give, any of the points that we actually make, will in fact become law. And that is the vote to change Senate rules and establish a talking filibuster a process which gives the minority an enormous... Not even, not even getting rid of the filibuster, legislation and as Republicans framed it. The minority, whether it is a Democratic minority or a Republican minority, would have days and days and days to slow the process down, to rally the American people around their ideas. But they would not have forever... At the end of the time allotted, a majority vote would prevail, which, in my view, is what a democratic society is all about. This should just be a majority vote. (laughs) The Senate rules a radical idea. Oh, my God. First time in history we're about to do it. Never been done before. Oh, well, really, not quite. No. As every member of the Senate knows, the rules get changed on a fairly regular basis. Nothing radical about it. Just a few months ago, in order to raise the debt ceiling and prevent our government from defaulting on its loans, the rules were changed so that a 50-vote majority would prevail. We changed the rules appropriately. 
and we prevented a default and a massive worldwide depression. Just a few years ago, my Republican colleagues who were so adamantly against changing rules, well, my goodness, they changed the Senate rules to allow 50 votes to confirm the president's nominees to the Supreme Court. Oh, my goodness. How oh, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the thing, is when you make it mandatory, you have to, the government then has to bend over backwards to make it as easy to vote as possible. get changed around here all of the time. And maybe, just maybe, we might want to change the rules. Meru, you have compulsory voting down under. You see any issue with it? By saying this, and I don't know if any of my other colleagues have made this point, but I will. I regard it as a very sad day for our country, and I mean this very sincerely, that not one Republican in this body is prepared to vote for this bill. Now, I understand why that is the case. I am in politics. I got it. I know who the leader <laughs> of their party is. But this I do not understand. I can understand Republicans, but this I do not understand. Yeah, they do have a, con- a conservative government down there. You've got a conservative government, warlord. Who presumably understands At least for now. the importance of the Freedom to Vote Act, and as I understand it, will vote for the Freedom to Vote Act are not prepared to change the rules so that that bill could actually become law. Because their donors aren't for it. They can say they're for it without being for it. And if you're worried about the future of American democracy, and if you're prepared to vote for the bill, then why are you wasting everybody's time and not voting for the rule change? Yes, don't rub it in. To pass the bill. You know, it's like inviting somebody to lunch, putting out a great spread, and saying you can't eat. <laughs> if you're going to vote for the bill, vote to Great analogy, Bertie. The rules. Mr. President, if we can change the rules to prevent a default on our national debt, if we can change the rules to confirm Supreme Court justices, we can certainly change the rules to save American democracy. Okay, so that was that was like the most Larry David analogy he could ever do. It's like having a lunch with a good spread and then telling everybody you can't. <laughs> oh shit! I'm glad that lawmakers are still putting pressure on their colleagues. Here is Representative Jamal Bowman being arrested earlier today. Protesting the Senate rules. Notice, notice, like, sitting Democratic congressman can get arrested at the Capitol, but you know, over a year ago, they just let people just storm the fucking Capitol and shit on the walls and steal a podium and steal a door. Now Capitol Police decide to do their job.
He was arrested alongside at least 20 others during a voting rights protest for blocking one side of the north barricade of the U.S. Capitol building. He released a press release on this. Bowman spokesman Marcus Frias said in a statement that the lawmaker who reps the North Bronx, Yonkers, and most of the South Westchester County took part in a voting rights nonviolent direct action at the North Barricade of the U.S. uh, Capitol building was arrested by Capitol Police. Frias added that Bowman's office would have more information as it became available. Capitol Police said that they had repeatedly warned protesters not to block the North Barricade of the Capitol Complex before making the arrests around noon. Bowman and 27 others were charged with crowding, obstructing, or accommodating. The 28th, a 28th person was accused of violating Capitol Police crowd control regulations. Protest took place one day after Senate Democrats failed to garner the support needed to make an exception to the filibuster rule in order to force the voting. See, like the New York Post didn't even cover it correctly. In order to force the voting, it's not technically incorrect either. In order to force the voting bill through the chamber, moderate Democrats at Joe Manchin and West not moderate, far right, far fucking Biden is not a moderate. Democrats Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona voted with all 50 Republicans to keep the current rules in place. Bowman, a member of the Congressional Black Caucus, has been vocal in his calls for the Senate to scrap the filibuster and pass the election legislation. I can't talk tonight. I'm sorry. Any more videos? Less me reading shit, apparently. Maybe I'm not high enough. One protester who was arrested on Thursday carried a sign that read, Justice matters more than Senate rules. Speaking about a rule that may go through the Senate, hopefully a bill banning lawmakers from being able to trade stocks is really gaining momentum, and there may actually be Republicans that will sign on to I I said there would be nothing else passed this year, but we may actually get this bill, and that would be a damn good thing. But now, this, this young lady right here is going to stand in our way. This is Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Yes, sir. Uh, Madam Speaker, I understand that last Thursday you asked the Committee on House Administration Well, I don't know that. I mean, that's your version. Here's the thing. I say to my members uh, on a regular basis when we gather in caucus, and as you know, sometimes it's hybrid these days, but anytime we have gathered in caucus, one way actually virtually or hybrid, I've said to them, under this roof, figuratively or actually, 
is the greatest collection of intellect. Retire. Retire, please. Imagination for doing the right thing for the American people. I have great confidence in the integrity of my members. They are remarkable. So when people talk about, well, somebody might do this and somebody, I, I, I said, I, I trust our members. If, in fact, we should have severe uh, penalties for delay in reporting on stock, then do that. I said to the, the House of Michigan. No, no, no. Let's ban you from trading stocks. Coming in and see which ones. I don't trust you. Where, where the support is in our caucus. Uh, the American people don't trust you signing it so far maybe more will come but that's what we have seen but I do I do come down always in favor of trusting our members now if I don't that is given by some that somebody's doing insider trade that's a national that's a justice department now please justice department investigate this woman one of the things that has spurred this piece of legislation is the fact that there was a Twitter account. It was a bot that followed the trades Nancy Pelosi's husband was making. Hold on, let me let me pull up the story here. Uh, if I can find it. Apparently, Nancy Pelosi's husband has been accused of all kinds of shit when it comes to trading. I'm, I'm actually not seeing a story about the bot. I'll have to dig for that. But there was a bot that was tweeting out her husband's stock trades. <laughs> And apparently, just just following that bot and doing the same thing her husband was doing was was like gaming the fucking market, doing way better than one would expect. Which tells you that they are acting on insider information. Anyway, continue, Miss Pelosi. Issue. Take that's a Justice Department issue, and and that that has no place in any of this. But to give a blanket attitude of we can't do this and we can't do that because we can't be trusted, I just don't... No, 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 no. You can't be trusted. I'm okay with that. No. And I would add, and this is the last thing I'm going to say on this, uh, at this meeting, and I would add, do you know that... It's not impeding your freedom if you want to trade stocks. Get the fuck out of Congress. You should get the fuck out of Congress. Please retire, ma'am. You have overstayed your welcome. By at least six years. If not longer. Leave Congress. Supreme Court. Now, we in the House have disclosure. In the Congress, we have disclosure. And we have the Stock Act, which says if you sell a... a, a, a stock, you have to report it in X number of days, and if not, there's a penalty. Should those penalties be greater, subject to review. Yes, yes. People don't do it on time, but whatever it is, if there's a penalty, and it should be more severe, so be it. But the United States Supreme Court 
where decisions are made which is also corrupt that affect our environment, our workforce, our personal freedoms, every subject you can name at the mercy of the court, our econ economic issues and the rest, no disclosure whatsoever, and certainly no stock act. I don't you know is if we're saying everybody should be living by the same standard, then let, so be it. That's okay with me. But I don't think that the court should be let off the hook and even the... the I'm, I'm okay. Ban the courts too. I'm down with it. None of y'all should be trading stock. And judges making decisions that related... Yes, 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 Nancy. You stumbled onto the point. When we go forward with anything, let's take the Supreme Court with us to have disclosure. No disclosure. No, no, not just disclosure. Ban them. Ban them. It's what the American people want. And if you won't do it, leave fucking Congress. Now, I'll put this story here. I have, I have no idea if it has to do with insider trading, but it very well could. That would be a reason why a congressman would have their home raided by the FBI. But it could be a number of other reasons. But the FBI has conducted a court-authorized search. Representative Henry Cuellars. Cuellars? Cuellars? I should have got a video for this so they could say it, not me. The FBI said it conducted a court-authorized search on Wednesday in the area of the Texas home of Representative Henry Quirrellar. The FBI was present in the vicinity of Windridge Drive and Estate Drive in Laredo, conducting court-authorized law enforcement activity. They cannot provide any further comment on an ongoing investigation. Several federal vehicles and two dozen agents were seen going in and out of Quirrellar's residence on Wednesday afternoon. Agents were also seen outside his campaign office. Congressman Quirrellar uh, will fully cooperate in any investigation. He is committed to ensuring that justice and the law are upheld. This is according to a spokesperson for the representative's office. Quirrellar, a moderate Democrat, has served in the House for Texas's 28th Congressional District since 2005. I'm all about court packing. Throw four more on there. You can let Hillary Clinton be one of them. I'm fine with it. I've said this several times on the show. Hillary Clinton would be just as good as anybody else fucking Biden would pick. And it would make right-wingers' heads explode. So, you want to throw four people on the court? Merrick Garland, Hillary Clinton, there's you, there's you two just as good as anybody else. Let them do it. Fucking, I don't care. Doesn't go mad. Big Doug lost his mind. <laughs> now, in the same vein as the banning lawmakers from trading stocks, I'm all about this bill. Senators are proposing a bill to ban corporate PACs. Fuck yeah. Senators Mark Kelly and John Ossoff, who both of whom have been better senators than I thought they would have been thus far. I mean, it's only been a year. 
But they keep doing shit like this. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be riding the Mark Kelly, John Ossoff train. Kelly, very popular in Arizona. Kirsten Cinema, her popularity has plummeted. Weird, weird how that works. Senators Kelly and Ossoff will soon propose a bill prohibiting for-profit corporations from establishing and managing political action committees, according to a copy of the legislation obtained by Axios. Hear, hear, motherfuckers! The introduction of the Ban Corporate PACs Act comes as heightened scrutiny on Capitol Hill regarding money and politics, including efforts to bar companies from influencing political campaigns and federal elections. Would likely face a court challenge and First Amendment concerns. That's the problem. Citizens United case, which ruled that money amounts to free speech. Any Democrats, especially with the court that we have currently. Thus the need for packing it with four more justices. Many Democrats, particularly presidential candidates, have long pledged not to accept money from corporate political action committees as a form of virtue signaling. But as Axios's Lachlan Markey, did I, Lachlan, Lachlan, this is the same thing with Lachlan Murdoch. I kept fucking his name up. Lachlan Markey points out, while corporate PACs are getting huge attention amid bipartisan tax towards political populism, they actually provide a relatively small share of the money fueling federal political contests. I'm all for public financing of campaigns, Axios. Both parties are seeing success through their grassroots fundraising and tailoring strategies accordingly. In addition to banning for-profit corporations from establishing and managing PACs, the bill would eliminate the ability of for-profit corporations or PACs to solicit contributions from corporate stockholders and require existing corporate PACs affected by the act to be terminated and funds to be fully dispersed within one year of its enactment. Okay, Megan the Stallion and Young Sheldon can also be Hillary Clinton, Merrick Garland, Megan the Stallion, who just graduated not that long ago. She's just as qualified as anybody else. Young Sheldon. For Supreme Court justices. I've never watched Young Sheldon. I don't know the actor that played him. Plays him. I guess it's still going on. It's a relatively new show. I was not... I was not a fan of the Big Bang Theory. Fucking shorten the campaign season. It should be like just a month. A month. I I, I cover politics. I get sick of this this year and a half long process. This goddamn, it's probably gonna be two years this year. Just as soon as we get out from the midterms. We're gonna start seeing people and probably Trump will be the first one. After the midterm wraps up this November, Trump's going to be like, I'm running for president. And then several others are going to follow suit. Over a year out from the primary season. Oh my God, it's going to be too much. Even for me. Even for me. And I, I fucking eat, sleep, live, and breathe this shit. I don't even have, I don't have a life, guys. I play video games sometimes. That's that's how I check out from this shit. I cook. I cook. I watch cooking shows on YouTube. 
What am I watching when I'm not watching political content? Cooking shows, more than likely. I can recommend you some good channels. I like Maddie Matheson. I like the Burger Scholar myself. I like I'll Binging with Babish. I'm a big fan of Binging with Babish. Adam Ragusea. Kind of, he's kind of like the the YouTube Alton Brown. He t- breaks down things in terms of the science. Yeah, running people off talking about cooking. I'm sorry. Fucking, I'll watch me some review bra. The running on empty feud review. <laughs> that apparently looks like Lord. I didn't see it until I played a video for Sparkles. Like that's that's the male lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biden is cleaning up his comments about Russia invading the Ukraine. Maybe this is why my good buddy Jake is saying that Biden is Putin's puppet. President Biden sought to clarify his suggestion that a minor incursion by Russia into Ukraine may not draw the same response as a large invasion telling reporters Thursday that Russia will pay a heavy price if any troops cross the border. Some officials in Kiev saw Biden's comments as inviting Russian aggression. Cooking throughout history is really cool. There's a there's a few, there's like a colonial cooking channel. I'll watch their shit. They go out and dig a pit. I can't, I can't remember the name of the host, though. I can sit here and talk about cooking shows. That's fucking... Curiouser wanted me to do a cooking stream, but... Just, it's, it's not it's not really my thing. I couldn't be a cooking host. I don't. Maybe, maybe. I grew up watching the Food Network. I loved that shit. Even before Food Network, before I had cable, we had the Discovery Channel, and there was like great chefs of the world. I'm in fucking third, fourth grade. And I'm watching, and to me, like, I thought cooking was so complicated. I'm watching great chefs of the world. It's food I've never fucking heard of. Insane techniques I've probably still not heard of. Love me some Gordon Ramsay, too. Clearly, as, as a foul mouthed man that gets pissed off about things, I, I, I feel a kindred spirit to Gordon Ramsay. I'm making myself hungry now. I don't. Am I gonna have? Am I gonna have leftovers when I get off of here? Or am, am I gonna make a pork roast in the crock pot? Have a big nice spread tonight. I don't think I want to do that. I think I want to do the pork roast tomorrow. This happens a lot, Ida. <laughs> I, they get me off topic. I was like, fucking. One night, I spoilers for Dexter and shit, and I even put it in the podcast. Like, skip it this time if you don't want spoilers for Dexter. <laughs> Which, great, great ending. Great ending. I just. That was the ending I wanted originally. The kind of ending I wanted originally. I didn't want this one to. to to stop at this point. 
I mean, I think they're going to keep going anyway. Fuck, I'm not, I, I know I'm not ruining it for Warlord. He's talked to me about it. No, no, I'm, try, I'm doing my best not to give you spoilers. It's over now. Fucking get the show. I'm on to the Righteous Gemstones and fucking uh, Peacemaker. Peema- Peacemaker, really fucking good. I watched the first two episodes now. Highly enjoyed it. There's one more. I might watch it tonight. Highly recommend. I'm, I've always thought that John Cena was talented. I just never liked anything that he had done. So thank you for giving me something that I can get behind John Cena about. Because, like, at the time period that he was wrestling, and I, you know, I'm watching wrestling, like, I was booing the shit out of him while he was a good guy. Don't leave, Ameru! We're going to go back talking about the Ukraine. No more Dexter. Biden is cleaning up his comments about Russia invading the Ukraine. Joe Biden sought to clarify his suggestion that a minor incursion by Russia into Ukraine may not draw the same response as a large invasion, telling reporters on Thursday that Russia will pay a heavy price if any troops cross the border. I I hope this isn't saber-rattling. We do not need a other involvement. But also, fucking... It seems like the Ukraine wants to be part of NATO. I'm all I always take the side of countries and self-governance. And when it comes to like fucking Puerto Rico statehood, the people should decide, but apparently there's a bunch of crypto bros trying to remodel the Puerto Rican island and and gentrify it and get all the locals off the island. And that they might push for statehood as part of that. And some officials in Kiev saw Biden's comments as inviting Russian aggression. Biden said, I've been absolutely clear with President Putin. He has no misunderstanding. Any, any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian border. That is an invasion. And this is deja vu. This was the red line speech during the Obama administration. If Russia invades Crimea, that'll be a red line. We, we can't stand for that. Well, he stood for that. But I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm cheering on war either. Also, I'm, I'm completely against sanctions on Russia. And yeah, and that's, that's what Biden went to. Because... We don't need to be getting into any wars, but we also don't need to be sanctioning Russia. Even even uh, Zelensky said that the sanctions are useless. Biden said Putin knows that this kind of aggression will be met with a severe and coordinated economic response. Does nothing, does nothing to affect Putin and the oligarchs that run Russia. All it does is harm the people of Russia. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky had earlier tweeted, we want to remind the great powers that there are no minor incursions in small nations. Just as there are no minor casualties and little grief from those loss of loved ones. I say this as the president of a great power. Yeah, there is, there is a 
a segment of people in the Ukraine that are sympathizing with Russia. Peace. Bonjour. I'm Justin Freegan. This is called the Troll Patrol. We do the nightly news. I take phone calls, comments, Discord, voice chat. If somebody wants to argue with me, specifically a right-winger, I prefer to argue with right-wingers. I'll argue with anybody about pretty much anything, too. Uh, let's hear from Jen Psaki. About the administration's policy on the uh, Ukraine. Sh- shouldn't the threat of an invasion also carry... Oh, Morgan, you, you have referred to Treasury sanctions special now, insight for us morning, then. Right? Thank you. We've also provided more assistance to Ukraine than any year in history, uh, including defense assistance. Those are. But again, we're what we're making decisions... Well, especially about. more than the year that Trump held it up, trying to blackmail Zelensky into making up a charge about his political opponent. Based on decades of experience the president has and decades of experience of our foreign policy team and through consultation with... Wash! On what is going to be... I, I, I stopped by Vosh's channel the other day and, and thanked him. Either he's going to decide to invade... Glad to have you. Severe economic Thank you for being a freaking follower. Or he's going to decide to engage in diplomatic discussions. It's important to remember who the aggressor is here. The aggressor is Russia and Putin. They are building up military troops. They are uh, pushing out misinformation in Ukraine. That's who we need to keep our focus on. And make- I am not high enough for this shit. Go ahead. Where do deliberations stand on the broader economic uh, sanctions that you're planning? Has the president given a final sign-off on a package? I don't have an update on that. I believe, Steve, that uh, we're con- continuing to consider a range of options and haven't ruled out uh, any that have been reported, uh, but I don't have an update on the internal status. Peter asked you whether you've been Rips, in, bitches. in touch with the Ukrainians. Yeah. Have any allies sought clarification of the president's remarks? Well, Secretary Blinken saw his European counterparts this morning. Um, I don't have any. I know he just spoke and I think answered questions. Stop uh, hitting on the restream bot. It's kind of uh, creepy, RB. Reiterated. Uh, what also, the RB, on my freaking news this morning. Like, you you laughed, and then, like, you had, like, a shocked face. What was that about? <laughs> I, I, did, I was confused. Ah, uh, fuck Jinsaki. No, not not literally. No, no. I mean, some of you might be into it. All right, this is my buddy Jake. Apparently, I'm still going to get a go on his show. Hey, I, was, I was worried... That he wasn't going to have me on because I kept making fun of him. He added me on Facebook. This is the host of the Jake Jacobs Show. Oh, I'm sorry. The wrong one. Wrong one. That was one of mine. Host of the Jake Jacobs Show here. He's comparable size to my channel. And he's a far right fucking nut job. Always talking about the loony leftists. And I'm afraid that I've probably shown too much of my hand, and he's probably not going to have me on because I'm going to destroy him. He uh, was talking about voting rights with me earlier. And uh, we've already passed voting rights years ago to stop Democrat systematic institutional racism. And my response was, dude, the Voting Rights Act of 1964 had to be reauthorized, what, like every seven years? 
It has expired. That's what we are debating right now. That's what the John Lewis Act is. You don't even know what you're talking about. And yet you've got the audacity to get up on a channel and portray information to people like you're some sort of an expert. He's a doctor. He has a doctorate like theology. Calls himself Dr. Jake Jacobs. Speaks for like the Young Americans Foundation. Funded by all that right-wing Mercer Coke money. So then, and then he was talking about reparations in the filibuster because that was that was something I commented on his post from MLK. I was like, do not, do not let MLK's name come through your lips if you are not advocating against the filibuster for reparations. I went on the whole list. But he loves, he loves to, you know, say he was a follower of MLK, that he cried the day MLK was assassinated. I've heard him tell these stories. But he don't push for the same policies that MLK did. So hopefully he's still going to have me on. I, uh, I did a little Photoshop for him. I think it shows every every episode is like the woke mob is coming for your kids or the the Marxist takeover of this. I kept calling it the fake outrage show. The Red Scare show, but apparently he was on uh, with a foreign outlet. For some reason, they brought this chuckle fuck on. He was talking about how Biden is now Putin's new pawn. Guys, welcome to the Jake Jacobs Show. I am so excited for the year 2022. As we now have a new format, we're going to be, uh, the show will be aired Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 2 o'clock Central Time. And I'm going to be bringing in some, some incredible speakers from across this country. Supposedly me. Love America and understand that now is the time. He doesn't think I love America. For life and liberty. So please tune in to the Jake Jacobs Show. See you then. Don't do that. Located on its borders. Is it time for the U.S.-led NATO to finally put its foot down? Has history taught us anything about negotiations with tyrant? Let's ask my first guest, academic teacher, historian, and author. He's the host of the Jake Jacobs Show. Welcome back to Rack Raccoon, Dr. Jake Jacobs. So, we got another part of discussion between the United States and Russia. We have Russia stating actually that the Soviet Union should be rebuilt, that the whole area of the post-Warsaw Pact should be uh, the area of influence of Russian Federation. And the United States are talking to uh, Russian, uh, claiming, of course, that this is. Yeah, yeah, this was in Poland. What is your assessment of the of this of 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 this meeting in Geneva and all other uh, meetings and phone calls that have been made between Putin and uh, Biden uh, for last weeks? Happy 2022, Michael. Uh, Look, you use the word stalemate. Oh, 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 we're, we're, we're 20 days into 2022. This was just posted. It was posted on January 13th. My bad, my bad. I'd like, I just saw him post it today. Word checkmate. Putin is the Boris Spatsky of this whole... Still, 13 days. Negotiation, negotiation. We must remember something about Vladimir Putin. He's an autocratic dictator. 
He lives in the world of Machiavellian real politics. Way back in 2007, and he gave that speech in Munich. I remember it. I remember telling my students, and he said, the hell with international law. And he talked about a resurgence of Novo Russia. He talked, if you study the worldview, the Weltanschauung of Putin, you understand. And I know that some of my colleagues think I exaggerate, but I'm a worldview man. I'm a values man. When he says to hell with international law, when he looks into the world, and you understand this, you're a student of Eastern European history. When he gets into that world of Kiev Rus, of Ivan the Great, when he sees that expansion of greater Russia, Russia, the, the great Russia, with the little Russia, Ukraine and Belarus, he understands a, a Lebensraum, kind of almost like a national socialist living space. He wants more than a buffer zone. He wants Socialist. to expand Russia. Now, let's say that my colleague would say I am over-exaggerating. Let's say that strategically, geopolitically, his move right now is to at least to get that southern part of Ukraine down the road. It may not be now, but he's sending a signal to Europe, to NATO, and to the United States Never, ever will Georgia and Ukraine be in NATO. Romania went to NATO. Bulgaria went to NATO. Turkey's with NATO. I want that Black Sea Caspian area to be Russia, Russia controlled, Russian flow. And so my whole point is... I mean, the Nazis weren't socialist either. And he is on this chess game. He's got, a, he's got more than a full house. In a, in a poker game, but in a chess game, he is... Oh, absolutely. This is a theocratic he is, fascist. He's an extortionist. He's an invader. They've been at war since 2014. 14,000 Ukrainians have died <laughs> because of that man. Hopefully because I get to give him a... Uh, because of his aggression. Proverbial kick in the nuts. Think of Adolf Hitler talking about the German speakers in Czechoslovakia and says, just give us the Sudetenland and there will be peace. That's a lie. There was not peace. And now Putin says, look, you give me what I want and there will be peace. It's just... Well, yeah, but what does that have to do with U.S. policy? For this greater Russia, this novo Russia. And I think... You have properly demonized Putin. And I think for... Sherman, people do not recognize... For the most part, we agree. ...negotiations with North Korea. She was a dismal failure. She was involved in negotiations with Iran. She wrote a book called Not for the Faint of Heart. And in that book, I'm not making this up, Michael. She said that I start after 25 days of negotiation. She says, I started to cry. And the Iranian negotiators were flabbergasted. Emotive argument. They were like, what? This, she's crying. And exactly. She, she was crying. The Nazis this called themselves socialists because it was popular. They, they well, co-opted the we're movement. Going through preliminaries. Preliminaries, hell. And then they're saying, Jake, you mentioned 2014 and the beginning of the war um, uh, against Ukraine, but we can go with this history deeper. The invasion of Crimea. The, the 21st century. We got the Georgia war, which was actually caused by the ambitions of Georgia to join NATO. And we have a very. Uh, very strange answer of the Western world uh, towards these ambitions. Uh, Georgia is still not a member state of NATO. Ukraine is not a member state of NATO. How, however, the, the, the societies of those countries...
Anyone that thinks that the Nazis were socialists does not know their history. Allow me to cite one of the most famous poems. World War II. First, they came for the socialists. And I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists. And I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. And I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. The first people they came for were the socialists. Interesting. Countries do have those ambitions. They learned, they showed the whole world that they are able to fight for those Western values. And it seems to me that this is exactly the reason why Russia is putting those issues uh, as, a, as a actually starting point of the whole uh, negotiations. Why is it so important for Russia to make sure that the NATO will not expand eastward? Uh, We've heard statements from NATO Secretary General that this is a policy that NATO countries cannot agree to. We will not give this kind of assurance to the uh, to the Russia that uh, no other countries will join NATO uh, in the future. I mean, it's an it's an One important year issue. After Putin gave his speech in Munich, he was in uh, Romania. I just I don't know how much of President Bush. Our business it is, really. President Bush was talking about the sovereignty of Ukraine. And Putin says, you don't understand, George. Ukraine is not even a state. Putin does not respect the sovereignty of, of Ukraine and Georgia. And Putin understands something. When you see the expansion since the fall of the Soviet Union of NATO, the last thing Putin wants is democracy in Ukraine. He's an autocratic dictator, and he will do whatever. I have had numerous arguments with Jake about how he's against democracy here in the United States. The nerve of this asshole. He literally told me that democracy was a woke mob, the tyranny of the majority. Mitch McConnell said it on the Senate floor the other day. This motherfucker isn't for democracy. And he goes on a show in Poland and talks about how fucking Putin isn't for democracy. The hypocrisy of these assholes. Whatever it takes to make sure that Ukraine never goes the route of democracy. And I, so I, I understand. Maybe I overplayed my point with Nova Russia, but this to me is a key element. It's Nova Russia with the geopolitics of making sure that democracy, the democratic processes, does not exist in Ukraine. And so what people forget is he is through extortion, through intimidation, he's playing his game. And he's hoping and praying that he does not have to use force. But again, once again, NATO will back up. The Germans will kowtow because of the Deutschmark, because of the euro. And, in the, you know, and, and the, French- the Germans are buying a shit ton of natural gas and oil from Russia. Putin, we're done. 
Enough is enough. We saw it happen in 1939. It's not happening in 2022. But yeah, I doubt I, it. I do also have a hope of, uh, of, of, of some European member states going in, 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 into the sanity in this insane policy that, that, that Europe is, uh, uh, is actively uh, in uh, towards uh, Russia. But we uh, remember uh, the French approach to the Georgian war in 2008, and it was similar. You mentioned the famous speech of uh, Vladimir Putin in Munich. It was also, actually, a couple of days ago, Gary Kasparov, I think on MSNBC, uh, stated that it took Couple, couple of years. Uh, to Did he say Anna Kasparian? Because she is not on MSNBC. That, uh, oh, maybe she's maybe she's a contributor now. I don't know. Back there in 2007, uh, what he's going to do uh, uh, through those years? Gary Kasparov uh, uh, reminded oh, Gary Kasparov the Soviet Union about the collapse of the Soviet Union. This My bad. Uh, the policy that is on table in the, the, the in the in the negotiations with uh, with United States right now it looks oh, he's a chess like, champion uh, what we have on the table is trying to uh, to to convince United States to leave the european uh, sphere uh, to the maybe not to the to, to the russians uh, by themselves but to the kind of tandem between germany and russia you mentioned deutsche mark which is the new version of uh, of euro in a way. A Russian. Uh, there is also a Nord Stream chess master. Uh, uh, political infrastructure in, uh, making uh, Germany and Russia uh, a common entity uh, that is trying to use this leverage uh, to influence the whole Europe. What is your take on uh, on the approach of the new administration towards Nord Stream two? Yeah. Once again, it's uh, to me, it's a lot of talk. You know, ultimately, we understand that right now the globalists of the world are working against this this bogus uh, global warming war against uh, petrol fuel, against fossil fuel, against carbon carbon dioxide. And it's absolutely a shame what's happening here. They shut down our own pipeline from Canada into America. Wait a minute. So he's saying the globalists want clean energy which isn't true who first of all i need a precising definition on who he's referring to as globalists i would say it was the oligarchs of the world but converting to clean energy would want to would be one of the best ways to stick it to russia to stick it to saudi arabia and make the u.s independent what the fuck are you talking about jake America and they allow this because it's all about money and power and now they're threatening the use of this it'll never happen I doubt it I doubt it now they're going to go the route of an economic war trying to maybe weaken the ruble do what they can with the the share bank and things related and I know that sanctions had somewhat of an effect but not enough to deter Putin from doing his ultimate goal, his ultimate... The effect, the, the repercussions of sanctions falls on the people of Russia, not, NATO not Putin. NATO in my lifetime will never be in Ukraine unless the, unless the European nations and NATO have the spine to be willing to sacrifice to stop this tyrant. He's, he's advocating for war. He's advocating he our involvement in Russia. He's an invader. He's a murderer. He's a killer. He's an autocratic dictator. And they think they're going to talk their way through this. It ain't going to happen. Now, I know. So why, the, Jake, why, why do they why do they talk then? 
Because th- this is actually the thing that, that I cannot I, I, uh, fucking, understand. I don't ever see us going to war with Russia because we're too economically linked already. Countries that trade with each other don't usually go to war. That's why you've seen in the last 50 years we pick on little-ass countries to keep the defense contractors happy. We feed them countries that are of no consequence in their minds. Good lord. Once again, I need I need a I need a definition of who exactly these globalists are. Are we talking about the international business community? Because they do not want clean energy. I mean, even I don't even see us getting into some kind of proxy war. I really don't. I fuck. I can't believe this motherfucker is actually going to Poland on a Poland outlet and advocating on a Polish outlet and advocating for war with Russia on behalf of the United States. Dude that's hosting this show, Rock Russian. Please know that Jake Jacobs does not represent the mainstream thought of the United States. We do not want war with Russia. There must be some hidden agenda here. They were talking for eight hours. What we hear from the official statements is that no decisions have been made. I am all about sending you to Russia to turn Putin into a femboy bottom. I want to watch. That would be fun. That were proposed by the uh, by the Russia. And still, eight hours of talk about nothing. We can talk about nothing for thirty seconds. That's enough. Michael, you, I know from your studies, you and I both know that these, what, these are what lifelong diplomats, bureaucrats do. They yak, they talk, they have wishful thinking. They want to believe that they can somehow, through the power of words, persuade Putin to be something he isn't. And this is the hard lesson in life. You need to look at an individual, an extortionist, an invader as he is, not as you wish him to be. Talk will not get us through this. And if, if, I would pray and hope that NATO would have the muscle and France would have the muscle. Thank God that England... Uh, that NATO would have the muscle. Do you know what that means? The United States military. Do you know who NATO's muscle is? The United States fucking military. Jake was a Trump supporter, by the way. I did say Femboy Bottom. The UK, United Kingdom, and America are giving weaponry, but it's not enough. Uh, old man Biden, von Hindenburg Biden, already says no American troops will go into Ukraine. Well, why don't you just shout it from the rooftops, Putin? We're not going to stand up to you. They're going to try every little magic trick they can to stop Putin. It's not going to work. You and I have understood the nature of dictators, of autocrats. Throughout Send his- your son to war. Send your understand. fucking kid to war. And it's peace through strength. Strength. I mean, my God, when, when Putin was lieutenant colonel with the KGB in 1985, when Reagan went to Geneva, he let Mikhail Gorbachev know in no uncertain terms, you will not mess with the United States of America. 
And that's what we need. And, and this is why Putin has watched Biden. I was on your show last summer telling you this is what was going to happen. And I knew you knew that. But my only point is, why is it some guy like me, a little teacher in Wisconsin, can say to the, the, the world, wake up and understand that Putin means what he says. And he very cleverly on this chessboard. But it's none of our fucking business. Without firing one shot. And he will get away with it. And he's and he's uh, uh, calling those shots, and he is making those uh, uh, those actions. Actually, uh, what is that mug? That Trump as like a Jesus uh, figure? Calling those shots, and he is. I can't tell who is on that mug. I don't think it's Trump. That is really weird for, especially for a religious person to have. Is making those uh, uh, those actions actually a part of a real politics right now, which is uh, uh, which is sad in a way. Uh, hopefully, nothing will happen in terms of uh, pulling the troops out of Central Europe. We've heard this kind of statements and assurance of the American administration. Uh, do you find it credible? Oh, God forbid. God forbid. Like I told you before, if it was up to me, I'd, I'd have 50,000 troops in Poland. I'd take them out of Germany and I'd put them in Poland myself. Yes, we're, we're, well, uh, no, we're well aware you're a warmonger. No, no, on certain terms. That, but, but this, the, the buck stops here. Harry S. Truman used to have on his desk as president, the buck stops here. Remember, behind me you can see a, 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 an old newspaper of FDR dying. At Yalta, that was two months before he died, <laughs> he was old and feeble, and he was manipulated by Joseph Stalin and Poland. He's on that God shit. Eastern that's what, that's what Jake's been smoking. We don't want Europe to suffer today because they're not willing to put up uh, to go up against the Stalin-Putin character, autocrat. Jake, thank you very much for your expertise. The knowledge that comes from history uh, is the best part of your analysis. Hope that we are going to see each other soon. What knowledge that comes from history? What analysis? He just ranted like a lunatic. Oh, Jesus. Apparently, Dan Bongino thought that Biden did a bad job yesterday during his two-hour fucking marathon press conference. Bongino wasn't the only one. But you guys know I love these clickbait headlines. There's like, Dan Bongino eviscerates Joe Biden. Let's hear what Dan Bongino has to say. Events like this, you just want to talk to smart people. Dan, take the floor. What was your take? Well, then why the fuck are you two assholes on the screen if you want to talk to smart people? today well let's get to the good stuff in the speech first okay done now let's get on to the actual speech okay <laughs> because there was no good stuff in that thing but painfully through two plus hours of that i did too. begging that he would wrap up right so i could watch the five if i if i had known that he was going to go for two hours and was going to take press questions and shit i figured it'd just be like 30 minutes and he would take maybe one or two questions no, no, motherfucker. Took questions for over an hour. If I'd known that was going on, I would have streamed it. I apologize. 
live and, and not get screamed at by this guy on TV. Now, whether or not, uh, I think that, uh, how can I say this uh, in a public forum? Uh, I think that he... Honestly, I think more people need to stop and think about what they're saying in this world. And that's actually, that's a pet peeve of mine. Do not mock people for taking a moment to think deliberately about the words that are getting ready to come out of their mouth. So. He. But very important. This is critical. I mean, this being serious for a moment. I know I could be sarcastic, but the most damaging political narratives, Pete, uh, for candidates, uh, anyone else, politicians, are ones that they destroy some pre-existing notion you had of who that person was, right? Well, that works in the other direction, yeah. too. If you're a failure, and based on the polling, the majority of Americans right now think Biden's a failure, so that's their pre-existing notion now of who he is, what he wanted to do is change that. I, lo- I have gone back and forth with several right-wingers. They're like, just look at the poll numbers. Just look at the poll numbers. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's look at the poll numbers. The Build Back Better Act was overwhelmingly popular. All the different provisions in it. Overwhelming uh, universal pre-K, the child tax credit, all that shit. Overwhelmingly popular. The For the People Act, overwhelmingly popular. Canceling student debt, overwhelmingly popular. Let's look at the polls. So, you know, your dissatisfaction with Biden is a lot different than my dissatisfaction with Biden. Biden would be a lot more popular if he was able to get shit done. But he's going to go on here like paint him as some kind of tyrant when he, like he's been a, a fucking ineffectual politician. It's the craziest thing. But they also think he's a communist when he's bought and paid for by the credit card industry. Right-wingers are morons. Right-wingers are morons. Exactly. Not because he's a radical leftist. Because he's not far enough left. Because he didn't deliver on any of the leftist promises he made on the campaign trail. If Biden was, it's not the media not letting him swear. It's probably his handlers. If he was to swear, he'd be a lot more popular, I bet. And give a different narrative, okay? It works the other way, too. None of that happened. He did nothing in this speech. Nothing. And believe me, I surfed through various social media accounts to see what the, you know, the blue checkmark brigade on the left is saying, too. You know, there's a couple acolytes kissing his butt because that's what they always do. The blue checkmark brigade is shit libs. They are not part of the left. Here's a couple of things. Here's some of the absurdities in this speech. Uh, he outperformed expectations. I didn't overpromise. And what I have probably. Also, can these motherfuckers quit acting like Twitter is real life? <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. That's like saying, like, this fighter sucks so much. <laughs> I got mocked on Twitter. They want to cancel me. And he made it 50. And everybody's taking a victory lap. Like, man, this guy's great. He made it 20 seconds more than we thought. Outperformed expectations. <laughs> Second, he has no apologies for Afghanistan. Uh, listen, He shouldn't. Best thing he's ever done in his career. Best thing he's ever done in his career. And that's another thing I want to bring up when it comes, when it comes to invading... Or, or or proxy war with Ukraine or whatever. 
Biden had a kid that was in the military. Hunter was in the military, too, I believe. It was like dishonorably discharged. But Bo, Bo actually served honorably. <laughs> and like, so I think Biden knows a little bit more about the sacrifice that a soldier makes as opposed to Jake Jacobs, who I'm sure his kids weren't in the military. Who lost those the 13, the 13 heroes, heroes. You know, yes. I'd like to apologize for him saying you had no apologies. And and one last one. For- and God, da- God damn it. You want to bring up those 13 men who died, men and women. But like, what, what about all the ones that died in the war needlessly? The entire, the entire time it was going on. Anti-natalist warrior. What a name. Welcome. <laughs> uh, do I like diversity and self-hate? Hmm. I know I I would need I would need definitions by what you mean. Hey, you want to give me a call 917-830-4359 or you can hop in the Discord. Let's let's have at it. Let's talk. You can ask your questions to me. I am not a cuck. I will I will watch a partner get fucked by somebody else, but it's not like a humiliation thing. I just like I like seeing people be pleasured. Uh have I read Das Cockatoo? I guess you mean Das Capital. I have. I have two degrees: broadcasting and philosophy. I have. I've totally read Marx. No one who ever brings up Marx has ever read fucking Marx. So, those are the answers to your questions. Are you gonna? Are you gonna give us a ringy ding ding? Are you gonna hop in the Discord? Let's have a discussion, shall we? Fake leftist. I am not uh, as far left as many in my chat are. I, I will say that I, I am far more mainstream. I'm really into electoral politics. Like, I got a lot of people in my chat probably say, burn it the fuck down. I'm not there. I think the, the system is salvageable. Come on, argue with me. Exactly, Ida. How many more people would have died if we'd stayed there? What? Where's the reverence for all the people that died needlessly the 20 years we were there? You know, going all the way back to the Bush administration, we knew this was exactly what was going to happen. The power vacuum filled by the Taliban. Where's, where's the blame for Ronald Reagan... And the CIA for arming and training the Taliban to begin with. You want to put all the blame on Biden for the 13 people that died the day we fucking pulled out or in the lead up to pulling out. Where's the blame for all the people that made this happen? Biden did the right thing. He took it on the chin and it was a a dip in his popularity afterwards. He took it. He took the public relations hit and got us out of Afghanistan. I will forever be grateful for him for doing that. 
Because based on the other presidents that we've had, you know, that took some balls. I do play video games. I'm an action RPG fan. I can recommend action RPGs to you. I play, uh, my, my best friend likes to play, like, Injustice, Mortal Kombat, and shit. So I've gotten pretty good at those because I play with him. I like, uh, I like wrestling games. I like racing games. I'm really looking forward to the new Gran Turismo coming out. I don't play a lot of multiplayer shit. If you want some recommendations for some action RPGs, and so, like, I'm a Sony fanboy. I have a PS5 sitting over here. But, like, I specifically like that kind of, like, fucking Ghost of Sheshima, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War. Fucking love that shit. I'm an honorary cuck for the sake of true leftism. I mean, like, I, seriously, like, if my partner wants to get fucked, male, female, friends, person, whoever I'm with, if they want to get fucked by somebody else, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm told I'm a good helper. I had a dom friend, and she said I was an excellent helper as she was getting fucked by somebody. But it's not like, I'm, I'm not gonna be like, you know, asking you to make fun of my dick or anything, because one, like, I got some big old balls. Pretty average sized dig, but I got some big old fucking balls. I'm swinging around over here. God, you guys, what what the fuck get me off fucking topic? But it's not, it's not like a humiliation thing, you know? Like, if, 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 if somebody is gonna uh, fuck a woman and come in her and I'm gonna reclaim her, it's, it's not like fucking... It's not like a humiliation thing that I'm sticking my dick in. Somebody else has been coming. It's like, it's fucking hot that she's been coming. <laughs> I, I'm a very uh, passionate lover. And that's, that's been the problem is apparently I fuck people like I love them. And I don't have, I don't have that any other time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a friendly person. But like I, I like to be alone. I don't like people around me. I'll cook dinner for you one night, and you can stay the night, and we'll cuddle up on the couch and watch a movie. But like, you probably need to go home the next day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get really um, annoyed by your friends. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm setting my ways. I like, I like, I like doing things Justin way in Justin world. Am I seriously not going to get a call from the motherfucker that wanted to talk shit? I guess I'm not a true leftist, though. Fuck you, Bongino. Alright, alright. So the Daily Wire ran this story today. Veteran MSNBC... Goddamn. He's holding a copy in 1984. Those of you listening to the podcast, apparently Ben Shapiro started a book club and the first book they're reading... I think it just started, so this is probably the first book they're reading. It's 1984. Maybe, maybe somebody in the book club will learn something and be like, wait a minute, 
This is a lot like this Daily Wire shit. We're all part of this group think over here. Veteran MSNBC anchor leaves hyper-partisan news environment to go to a local news station. George Orwell was definitely an Antifa. He was an anti-fascist. MSNBC anchor Kendis Gibson is leaving the far left. I'm putting that in quotations. This is the Daily Of course it looks far left to the Daily Wire. I hate to break it to them, but anything that sells advertising can't possibly be far left. Leaving the far left network for a local news station, CBS is at Miami station because he no longer wanted to be a part of a hyper-partisan news environment. So Daily Wire is reporting this as if they're dunking on MSNBC, which is wild because it just proves how hyper-partisan the Daily Wire is. By running an attack story on somebody that they would see as their uh, competition. The move shows Viacom CBS bringing in new local staffers under Wendy McMahon, a co-president of the company's news and stations unit. Gibson says he welcomed the chance to take on a wider range of reporting than he was able to do at MSNBC, where he was anchoring early mornings on weekends. That he wanted to get away from working in the hyper-partisan 24-7 political news space. Makes perfect sense. Hey, then you had a nightmare where you were at Thanksgiving. Ben Shapiro was standing awkwardly in the corner while... <laughs> was he being judgmental? Like, we watched a Ben Shapiro clip last night where there was just a, a, a disdain, a hatred on his face. Just, like, I was looking at misogyny that I have never witnessed before. Now, I, I told Sparkles about it. She's like, I know all about that. And I'm like, yeah, I understand. Like, you you see it a lot more often than I do. But this is a man who just could not stand the fact that Representative Ocasio-Cortez is beloved and has power, I guess, and just the hatred on his face. I couldn't believe it. It, it scared me a little. Now, I will say for my clip of the show I put up online, I tried to be as mocking towards Ben Shapiro as I could. <laughs> Daily Wire previously reported on a former MSNBC producer who wrote an open letter back in August of 2020 explaining why she left the network the previous week, saying that they are a cancer that is stoking national division by amplifying fringe voices and forcing journalists to make bad decisions on a daily basis. Remember, we're reading from the Daily Wire, which if MSNBC is guilty of doing that, and I will agree they are, the Daily Wire is guilty of it a hundredfold. They have zero Self-awareness. I wish these people could feel embarrassment. Oh. And they keep repeating it. As it is, this cancer stokes national division, even in the middle of a civil rights crisis. 
I'm sure Ben Shapiro doesn't agree that there's a civil rights crisis. Model blocks diversity of thought and content because the networks have incentive to amplify fringe voices and events at the expense of others, all because it pumps up ratings. Like Donald Trump! Wow! Do you think they're that aware that they're gloating about being better at being terrible? No! No, right-wingers see themselves as middle of the road. They see themselves as rational individuals. You can never convince a right-winger that they're actually on the right side of the political spectrum. They'll tell you that they're to the right of Joe Biden, but then you show them the political compass and they they can't fucking comprehend. Joe Biden is actually a far-right political figure. They don't under... Fucking what? Microsoft fucking with me here lately. There is Joe Biden. Middle of the road of the right side of the spectrum. Making him a far right political figure. Yeah, I guarantee Ben Shapiro does not agree that there is a civil rights crisis. He's no longer the editor of the Daily Wire, though, so he didn't get to edit that out. Yes, those are all far-right figures. Joe Scarborough is painted as a far-leftist now. He served in Congress as a Republican. From what, like Kansas or some shit. Like his, like his flyover countries you can get. Welcome, Pepe has arrived. We might have a little fun with you here. Got something to say? Please give us a ringy ding ring. I'm sorry, he served in the house from Florida. For some reason, I thought it was the middle of the country, but he was he was a representative from Florida. Bill Crystal is a far-right nut job. It's just in the current climate. And after MSNBC's, you know, rehabilitation, he seems middle of the road. American centrists are on the far right. Far right. Pepe, you want to give us a call? You've got an interesting name and, uh, Unless you're mocking right-wingers, I would assume that uh, you're, you're not in agreement with us on much. So would you like to give us a call before I I head into our main event of the evening? OG neoconservative far-right sack of fucking shit. I like the way Core put it. Oh, okay. Awesome, Pepe. Glad to have you as a freaking follower. I just, I just assume by the... Like, you could be mocking right-wingers, or you, you could be on the Pepe trade. I didn't know. And I wanted I wanted to I wanted to take the opportunity to uh to give you the, the chance to say something. Tones! Good evening. 
All right, are you guys ready for this? I know it seems like I'm picking on him here lately. Especially, it seems like I'm picking on the Daily Wire. But Matt Walsh went on with Dr. Phil. And I'm Ethan. So, I think he's on with a trans person. This is the first time I've watched this clip. Those of you that are new here, this is the way I do things. I haven't watched this shit before I watch it with you guys. I'm not high enough for this. I can go ahead and tell you. Apparently, Matt looks pretty bad and that he's taking victory laps on Twitter and people are like, ooh, big oof. Self-owned, dude. So I didn't want to get any of the, the, the smaller clips that Matt has cut up. I wanted to get the full fucking thing. We got the whole 15-minute video. Dr. Phil, Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire, and a trans activist. We've been together for about five years. Uh, and married. married for three years. I use they, them pronouns. Oh. Being they are both cute. It just means that I just don't identify with the gender I was assigned at birth, and I don't identify exclusively with being a man or a woman. I'm something in between outside of that binary. My pronouns are here. They, they also identify as a non-binary. To me, being a non-binary means... Both of them are cute as fuck. ...to explore my gender in whichever way I want. I don't have to perform or pretend to be someone that I'm not. I can be and they are cute together. Really important for us to share more information with people because people are curious and they want to understand. But sometimes they don't always have the opportunities to do that. This is a hot topic. Yes. That's a good thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, just to be clear, Dr. Phil is a dumb fuck. I guess because it creates dialogue and it invites conversation to learn about other Oh, people. you know Matt Wallace has got a problem with this. It's about gender identity in these times, and it's good for us to have these conversations so people open their minds and relearn and unlearn to what we've been taught. Right. And Addison, many people think gender pronouns are exclusive to the LGBTQ plus community, but that's a misconception. I I had a right winger tell me today that her autistic child was mocked for not understanding the gender non-binary, to which I responded, one, I don't think that fucking happened. I don't believe you. But two, non-binary is a concept that doesn't just apply to gender. So maybe that's a teachable moment. Everybody has pronouns. Like, you may use he and him as your pronouns, right? I is Dr. Phil a real doctor? I don't know. We all may have a certain... I think he is. I think he was a psychologist. It's important for people to understand that for trans and non-binary... not licensed anymore. ...pronouns to reflect who we are when we come out and be who we are. How do you explain the difference between sex and gender? I consider sex to be uh, our biological makeup. Our chromosomes, our hormones, our genitals is a biological makeup. But our gender is more of an internal... PhD in clinical psychology. But no, 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 no. As we've seen with Jordan Peterson, being a clinical psychologist does not make you a smart person. And gender is what's between the ears, right? It's how we see ourselves on the inside. Okay. And that's something somebody can't know. Gender is something somebody can't know just by looking at somebody. Nope, yeah. Because everyone is going to present and express themselves in a different way. I know, it's very confusing, right? Everyone's like, what is going on? But it's really, you know, about us... Dr. Van Carson is in the chat. Tell someone's identity, someone's story, their pronouns, even their name, just based on how they look, right? 
Yeah. And so how does someone ask? How does somebody clarify that? Ethan, how would you, what's the best way? What's the most comfortable way? I think for me, um, to create a safe space for people to share their pronouns, I will say, hi, my But honestly, thank you for Dr. Phil for having this kind of a conversation. I think it's really important for us to recognize other people's pronouns because, again, we can't make that assumption. But for so many people who are cisgender, meaning that you do identify with the gender that you were assigned at birth, you're not transgender or not non-binary, I think a lot of people don't even question their pronouns because we already use them and it's already assumed correctly. Mm -hmm. But for so many trans and non-binary people, that isn't often assumed correctly. So we need to take the time to get to know people. Cisgender, uh, it says, adjective that describes a person whose gender identity matches or aligns with the gender he or she was assigned at birth. I mean, this is actually really educational for an audience that probably needs it. traditional for centuries, right? Mm -hmm. Why does it need a <laughs> term? Do my hands look small? Term, I'm high. Saying maybe real men or normal men or regular men, right? Or we don't. We just say men, and then we say maybe transgender men, right? And the thing is, is that we need to realize that trans women are women, trans men are men too, and so we just want to have a term for that privilege, that assumption that your gender identity is going to match the one that you were assigned at birth. All right, and then transgender. Now- now, we, we've got new people here, so maybe you've not heard me do the whole spiel. I think I can sum it up pretty well. Male and female are labels that humans invented to describe nature. Nature is messy and doesn't fit into the box neatly the way these assholes want it to. Born with both sex organs, there are people born with no sex organs. There, there are people born with clits so big, doctors think they are penises. There are people born with penises so small that doctors think they are clits. And there's everything in between. There are at least seven different combinations of the X and Y chromosome. No matter how biologists, geneticists, try to define male and female, it always leaves somebody out of the box. That's how we know that gender is a spectrum. Plus, the traits map perfectly to a normal curve, like all naturally occurring traits do. Gender is not binary, it is bimodal. Gender adjective describes a person whose gender identity does not match or align with the gender they were assigned at birth. And then non-binary describes a person whose gender identity does not fit into the traditional binary of man or woman. And that term can be abbreviated to, and how do you pronounce that? NB. NB. NB, yeah. Okay. I, seriously, I've been surprised at how good the content has been thus far. Transgender people, we are assigned. But, assign- that, make, but make no mistake about it, the fireworks are when they bring on Matt Walsh and they have the conflict. And I, I, but I wasn't expecting them to go this in-depth on trans issues and terminology and shit. So props to Dr. Phil on that one. At birth, and when we grow up, you know, when there's a mismatch of, of how we view ourselves and how society views us, then we can choose to, you know, either medically transition or just socially transition or both. My name is Matt Walsh, and I've written a book. Oh, God! walrus this book is about identity here we go he identifies as a walrus 
And his mom's a little silly. She takes it. I'm glad they censored the children out because the children don't, don't need to be involved in all of this. He's really a walrus. And his mother takes him to the doctor to have him surgically transitioned and gets him walrus hormone pills and then eventually tries to drop him off at a zoo to live with other walruses. Not only topping the Amazon charts, my book has taken the world by storm. You're saying that there should be no construct of gender, just sex. You're either male or female. Right. And someone feeling... Because it hurts his fifis. In a mental, emotional way that they don't identify with the sex that they have been biologically created it's, as and assigned. Now, let's, let's hold on. Let's, let's give Matt his credit. It is a great book. For me to boob on, as Triumph would say. At birth, based on their genitalia, if they don't feel that way, that there's no construct that describes that, experiences that. Well, that's got nothing to do with the reality. So you can feel however you want. I mean, I could sit here and say that I feel like a tomato plant, but that doesn't mean that I'm actually in those things. So your, your self-perception, you can have whatever self-perception you want, but you can't expect me to take part in that self-perception or to take part in this kind of charade, this theatrical production. First of all, first of all, people call me Justin Freakin'. People called George Zimmerman Bob Dylan. Fucking Prince, Madonna, like fucking, we adopt personas all the time. Doctor, they call him Dr. fucking Phil. So this idea that you're you're not going to perform the theatrics, that we're all performing for everybody anyway, just, is just being respectful. That is the face that you should make when you're hearing Matt Walsh talk. That's the face that the children were making when Matt Walsh was reading that book. They were completely unenthused. You don't get your own pronouns, just like you don't get your own prepositions or your own, your own adjectives. You know, it's like if I were to tell you, my adjectives are handsome and brilliant. And no matter, whenever you're talking about me, you have to describe me as handsome and brilliant because that's how I identify. Makes no sense. You don't get your own pronouns. No, no, that's a false equivalency, Matt. So you think it's a delusion. Someone is self-delusional. Yeah, I think it's, it's delusion. It could be a mental illness. It could be a, it's, it's a lot of different things. With, with children, wow. you know, there, there's also just a basic confusion that all kids have. Like, that's why when you hear, when you, when you hear someone, a parent say, oh, my four-year-old uh, son came, came to me and said that uh, I'm a girl now. And so that's what I'm going to, I'm going to raise him as a girl. No, you're, you're a four-year-old. I have four kids. When a four-year-old boy comes to you and says, oh, I'm a girl. Here's a good follow-up question. What is a girl? Ask him what he means by that. What do you mean by a girl? And when you, when you ask him that, here's what he'll tell you. He will tell you what he really means is that he, he wants to do some of the things that girls do. Like play with mm-hmm. the dollhouse. Or, or, you know, he likes the color pink. That's fine. Play with the dollhouse. But you're still a boy. Mm-hmm. That's a question I would like to throw out to you know, other members of the panel, actually, because just like the four-year-old can't answer what is a girl, well, this is one of the problems with this left. <laughs> yes, at least. No one who espouses it can even tell you what these words no mean. No self-awareness. Well, can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't. Because that, that, was my, that was my point with biologists. Every time, and that's why we've come to the conclusion that gender is a spectrum. That's why any biologist or geneticist will tell you when they try to define what a woman is, no matter how they constructed that question, it left some people out that Matt would probably consider a woman. That's the point, Matt. 
to say. I, womanhood looks different for everybody. What do, you, what do you define a woman as? An adult human female. And what does a female mean? Uh, well, well, that's how do you, how do you define a someone with, with female reproductive organs. Okay. Someone who's, you know, here's the thing. When you're, when you're female, it goes right Leaving now. people out. You're leaving people out, Matt. So that's why if someone dies, okay. we could dig up their bones 100 years from now. We have and a- that's a, this dude has jacked off to trans porn. Absolutely. You know, you, you guys know how I feel about repression. I think it expressed itself in projection, much like this. They believed in their head, but we can tell what sex they were because it's in, it's down in, it's it's ingrained in every fiber of their being. Interesting. So I'm trying to understand. Your definition is that a woman is someone who is female. You said right? Correct. Is a biological female. So what happens if we have maybe someone who is female identifies as a woman, right? You know, cisgender woman, right? As you explained, as you just explained, maybe doesn't have the ability to reproduce. Maybe it doesn't have those organs that you're talking about that are reproductive organs. I have answered the question. You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not myself. But you used the word. So what did you mean when you said trans women are women if you don't know what it means? Right. So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people who... That describes what? People who identify as a woman. Identify as what? As a woman. What is that? Was to each their own. Each woman, each man, each person is going to have a different relation with their own gender identity and define it differently. And so trans women are women too. Okay. And you want to hold on. You want to reduce. Listen, listen. You want to reduce. You want to reduce women. You want to reduce men down to maybe just their genetics, our genitals, our chromosomes. Right? That's what you're saying. That's what we are doing. It's more complex than that, Matt. You want to appropriate womanhood, and turn it into basically a costume that could be worn. I'm really concerned about what's going on in schoolrooms across the country. The entire gender pronoun situation makes me feel very upset. People may think that if you don't want to use the preferred pronoun... Oh, that, was, that was the end of the Matt Walsh segment. That was the end of the cute couple, too, apparently. I... This looks like a total Karen here, bitching about what's going on in schools. I don't think I'm here for this, but like... Matt didn't come across well there, and he has been gloating. Let's go look at his Twitter here. You don't believe me. He's not responding back. I thanked him. Theocratic fascist, he says on his Twitter. So, what is a woman? They're bitching about inc- inc- they're bitching about a marketing campaign with M and M's now. A compassionate response to my fellow fellow Doctor Phil panelists. Okay, let's hear it. But yourselves. I think you advocate for opening up bathrooms and sports teams because, from your perspective, the rape, trauma, and abuse that happens as a result is worth it. As long as your ideology wins the day. 
and your self-perceptions are reinforced. Because that's all you care about. What rape? I think you represent something that is not only anti-scientific and irrational, but evil. As, as people have pointed out many times, there, are, there have been far more Republicans accused of unsavory behavior in bathrooms than any trans person. And if you want my, if you want my honest opinion, if we're, if we're targeting a group for being abusive towards children, there is, is only one place to look, and that is the church. Churches are nothing, nothing but organized pedophile rings. I stand by that statement. One hundred percent straw man. And I think you have evil intentions. I think you're bad people. And I think that you are neither correct nor well-meaning. And if one person in the whole world, in your whole life, saying what projection spiral into depression and be plagued by nightmares, maybe that should clue you in. It sounds like your conscience is trying to tell you something. Sounds like you're an asshole. See, people scream at me every day. And they say the most horrible things about myself and my family. I encounter more outright... And you bitch about it all the time. ...than you have in your whole life. I guarantee you that. I, don't, I didn't have the audience clapping for me. You do. And yet I've slept like a baby every night since that taping. That's because I know I'm standing in the truth, not just factually. That's because you can't feel embarrassment. I think you're a literal sociopath, Matt. You cannot feel embarrassment. That's why you slept like a baby. You don't have fucking feelings, dude. But morally, you don't have the same self-assurance. Well, then maybe you should look within yourself. That's all you ever do anyway. You're constantly staring back into yourself, shouting into the cavern of your own ego, listening to the echo. Well, while you're in there, maybe try a bit of actual introspection. It might serve you well. Self-fucking-awareness, Matt. I'm tired of the kid gloves that even conservatives use with this issue. This is pure evil, he says. It's destroying children. No, 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 no. Do you know what the suicide rate is among trans children that aren't accepted, Matt? Gay children that aren't accepted for who they are. The emotional blackmail these frauds used after the effect, claiming that I caused nightmares and depression and simply uh, by voicing my opinion may seem funny because it's so ridiculous, but it's also a bullying tactic used by bad people to control the conversation. Says the man that's bullying other people. Oh, fuck. Jesus, what a piece of shit this guy is. It gets retweeted by Matt Walsh, a man accused of child sex trafficking. You you were just talking and fear-mongering about rape, you piece of shit. You were retweeted, and then you retweeted an accused child rapist. <laughs> the Speaker of the House 
were the Republicans, what, 15 years ago? It was a child molester by the name of Dennis Hastert. Jim Jordan, a sitting member of Congress, a Republican, covered, covered up child sexual abuse. At Ohio State University, do you want me to, do you want me, I know you're, you're against the whole defund the police thing. Do you want me to tell you how many cops get caught uh, raping people? Do you want to know about the Louisville Police Department? The whole fucking department covered up their own rape of candidates in their explorer, in their explorer program. And the DA helped them. The Louisville Metro Police Department. You may know them from the murder of Breonna Taylor. God damn. Yes, Matt's obsession with the issue is the most disturbing part. I guarantee it's projection. He is turned on by trans women. Because it makes his little pee-pee hard. He has a self-loathing about it, and he has to go out and project it onto other people. I genuinely hope none of your four kids are queer because of how tragic it would be to grow up with a dad who built a career off bullying queer kids for clicks. Yes! Matt Walsh responds, Hey, cool, quick question. What is a woman? Matt, ask a fucking biologist. Have a biologist on your... If only you had a platform where you could have a guest on who was informed on the issue and explain it to you. Ask a biologist. Ask a geneticist. What are you so afraid of? And that's like, hey, I've, I've, I've defended Joe Rogan quite a bit. But like at this point, it, it has gotten to a place where he's just constantly platforming idiots and having nobody on that pushes back. It is a shame that almost a year into this pandemic and him telling young males, his predominant audience, not to get vaccinated, that he finally had somebody challenge him on the myocarditis thing. So Matt, if only you had a fucking platform where you could bring a fucking biologist or geneticist on to talk about this very issue and let them tell you why you are wrong. Keep crying. Keep crying. If your position wasn't absolute horse shit, you wouldn't have to worry about being humiliated by basic questions. Nobody was humiliated, Matt. And look, look how they're they're making so much money off of this. He is using this for clicks. His audience ate this up. His appearance on Dr. Phil was kind of like him playing my clip on his show. He now gets to use it to promote himself. It's disgusting. Yes, I realize. I'm a bit of a hypocrite for doing it myself, but I feel like I'm I am virtuous in my endeavors. I that's another thing. Like I I've been in the media business for 20 years. I did not feel prepared to do a talk show until just a couple of years ago. 
And one of the things that really drove it drove me to it was like, fuck, I'm smarter than so many other people that are doing it. And fucking, I'm way smarter than than Tim Pool and far more ethical. I didn't think I was prepared to tell anybody anything. Or to make the editorial choices necessary. And I still, I still go to great pains making sure that I'm right in what I'm saying. And if you guys have watched me for any extended period of time, I will find out that I was wrong about something after I get off the air and will correct myself the next day. You're right, you're right. They punch down, I try to punch up. I used to I used to I used to work for a right wing radio talk show host here in Alabama. His name is Dell Jackson. He would troll like Alyssa Milano, all the MSNBC hosts, and try to get hate follows off of them. I went behind him and started trolling him and started getting hate followers off of him. And he blocked me. He blocked. He did not like it at all. Fucking like, I don't, I don't know that much about Vosh because I don't, I don't usually watch people that are doing the same thing I'm doing. Like I watch the majority report religiously but I don't like I've not watched today's show I'll watch it while I'm eating dinner after because like if if they're commenting on the day's news I'm commenting on the day's news I haven't watched any Young Turks anything like that the Young Turks I'll I'll watch their clips if they interest me the majority report I watch the whole show almost daily but not until after I've done my show because I don't want to regurgitate their opinions I I don't know where Vosh stands on any issue. I mean, I mean, some people in my chat got a little upset, like, you're not endorsing Vosh, are you? I don't know anything about Vosh. But when I, I stopped by the other day to say thank you for him playing the Matt Walsh clip, he was super cool to me. And apparently he said I had a wicked sick aesthetic. So I'm probably going to get that clip and put that in my YouTube trailer eventually as well. Also, uh, um... Absolute somebody played the clip, and I I followed their channel, watched some of their content. I've 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 discovered a couple people. I'm sorry, I can't remember their names off the top of my head. I smoke a lot of pot. I watch a lot of YouTube. As I said, I watch a lot of cooking shit on YouTube. And like a classic gaming quarterly. I like I like their videos. Uh, I yeah, I don't I don't like to do the political streamer drama. I don't like to get into it. I'm over here doing my own thing. I read the news every night. But I don't. I don't know where Vosh stands. I'm. I'm sure we could have a a hearty debate if, if I was ever on with him. But he's been nice to me. 
And he had kind words to say, so cool on you, Vosh. I was it like it's 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 I don't want to when I'm doing stand up a lot, I also don't tend to watch stand up comedy because I don't I don't want to subconsciously suck in something. So like and like I love stand up comedy, so it's hard for me whenever I'm I'm doing a lot of open mics and shit. Because I'll I'll purposely stay away from it. Rest in power, Michael. Yes, I don't know. Is some drama going on in my chat I haven't been paying attention to? (laughs) I trust my mods, though. You guys are awesome. Uh, Transgenderism kind of implies it's some sort of religion or a belief. Kind of weird. It's it's a weird term to use. Break down root words here and what ism actually means. Belief in. So it it is a weird, it's a weird phrase to use, and I could see how it could rub people the wrong way. Uh, language is not my. I'm not a linguist over here. Yeah, I can imagine what Vosh's Discord looks like. <laughs> Fucking Vosh's chat is wild. Anytime I was dropping. And like, I'm amazed he actually saw me when I dropped by, but I did shout him out. Oh, does Shapiro use it? If Shapiro uses it, you probably shouldn't use it. All right, I got a wild video to show you from WSAZ in West Virginia. I actually interviewed at WSAZ once upon a time. Apparently, I didn't get the job because the the news director took me out to lunch. We're sitting there having lunch. He asked me who my three biggest influences in the broadcast. Now, this was in probably 2007. He asked me who my three biggest influences were. And I said, Jim Lehrer from the NewsHour on PBS. I think I said Murrow. And then my third one was Keith Oberman. And that's why I didn't get hired. He was a hardcore Fox News viewer who loved Bill O'Reilly. And because I said Keith Oberman... Because it was like down to me and one other person. That's why I got to, I got taken out to lunch. I was interviewing for a producer gig for WSAZ because I said Keith Oberman. And so some uh, one of the one of the reporters told me that shouldn't have said Keith Oberman. That cost you. This is a clip from WSAZ. The reporter. Now- starting to experience live on the scene has a little mishap with a car here I got hit by a car but I'm okay I just got hit by a car but I'm okay Tim that's the first um, I'm okay. TV, Jory. Woo! we're all good 
I'm okay. Yeah, you know, that's live TV for you. It's all good. I actually got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. Wow. I am so glad I'm okay. Yeah. You're okay. You're okay. We're all... Oh, oh, oh. Keith Oberman was MSNBC's lead anchor in the mid-2000s. And he was the start of MSNBC going with a more liberal perspective. Before that, MSNBC was very... Uh, like, it was like a CNN ripoff. It tried to be impartial, probably made a lot of false equivalencies, trying to suck up to the Republicans. Because remember, this was during the Bush administration. Uh, Keith Overman actually came over from ESPN. He was like one of the original Sports Center uh, commentators when it got big, and then transitioned to being MSNBC's lead commentator. Had their eight o'clock spot. I even, my my cell phone, anytime I got an email, my cell phone would do the, the, the Keith Overman theme with like, dinner, dinner, dinner. I bet she's going to get bruised. I, the car didn't look to be going that fast or it looked SUV or something, but it was still 15, 20 miles an hour. I don't know if they were... Clearly, we're on the scene of an accident here, and the roads look incredibly wet. I also think they're they're having uh, freezing temperatures and shit, so it could have been could have been black ice, severe weather alert going on. And now we're starting to experience, unfortunately, in freeze thaw, we see this water main breaks. Freeze thaw, boom, yeah. That vehicle hit some hit some black ice. Tim. That's the first um, for you on okay. TV, Jory. We're all good. I'm okay. Yeah, you know, that's live TV for you. It's all good. I actually got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. Wow. I am so glad I'm okay. Yeah. You're okay. You're okay. We're all good. This is, uh, oh, you know what? Wild. You're sure you're okay, Jory? We're good, Tim. Man, you, sure you're you okay? are so Oh, what? She's her, she's her own videographer. That's... You know, I... <laughs> Oh, Lord. So you... You know, it's my last week on the job, and I think this would happen. So you were bumped in... To me, Tim. Were you bumped down low, Tori, or were you hit up high? I couldn't really tell from the looking. Oh. Okay, she's good. I, I don't even... Do you know if I was bumped down low or up high, sir? I just saw you disappear I don't even know. I don't even know, Tim. I, my whole life just flashed before my eyes. Oh, but this happen. is live TV, and everything's okay. I, I thought I was in a safe spot. Bad props to her. Might need to move the camera over a bit, yeah. so let me do that while I'm thinking of it. Now, to, just to set oh, the stage you for know? you, once again, Tori's in an area right now where there's been a water main break, so there are emergency vehicles around there. And a lot of times, what we have seen in those kind of situations yeah. are in, when emergency vehicles are around, there's a lot of confusion from people about drivers about where to go. So it's possible people that's get what distracted there. a little bit. And Tim Ear doing a great job of fucking. Getting some information in there, too. Goddamn, mad props to both of them. Timmy here has been there for like 30, 40 years. That motherfucker been around since I was a kid. Oh, fucking mad props to both of them. Consummate professionals. Doing a good job over there, WSAZ. I'm not as, I'm not as hard on local news stations as a lot of people are because I've worked at them. Oh, shit. If you guys are new here, we do we do a uh, animal video to end the show every night. Kind of like my moment is in. 
This is the Bad Cats Club. It's probably got some stupid music on it, and they like I'd get a copyright from one of those. There are companies that copyright pet videos that get millions of views and shit. They'll do takedowns and stuff. That's why I'm not going to turn up the volume. Oh, I'm a I'm a huge cat person. I have three cats myself. You guys want meat socks? Yes, this is the cat that Sparkles refers to as Kevin. Hey, hi, socks. I was already named Socks when I rescued him. Because, you know, clearly he's got his socks on. He is now known as Socrates. Or Socks for short. Because I, I, I can't have a cat with a mundane name like Socks. But also, can't, you can't... He knows his name. He knows his name is Socks. So I, can't re, I can't call him something else. So I gotta call him Socrates. Smokey became Smokey Bong. And Maynard is now Maynard James Kitten. Ain't that right, buddy? We're we're a very happy family. Hey, yes, I the L desk was very important to me. Uh to have more space. Pack a bowl and everything. Also, when I do the the Friday Night Freak Show, Sparkles will not be here tomorrow night. He'll be remote. We are doing a show. I promise a show tomorrow night. Uh, Sparkles usually sits like that's my my guest chair over there. But unfortunately, she's still around a bunch of people that are COVID positive. So out of an abundance of caution, she's going to remote in tomorrow night. We do the Troll Patrol... Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Friday nights, my co-host, Sparkles Lavendar, joins me at 9 p.m. Eastern. I assure you, Sparkles is one of the funniest people you've ever met. He has fucked every comedian in in the city, and they all hate her because she's way funnier than, than they are. Oh, we're going to have a Sparkles. I think she's had it twice. He has tested negative both times when she's taken tests on him. So she says she hasn't had it. And I'm like, no, no, no. You have totally had COVID. I think she's being, she's getting better. Apparently her ass is getting worse though. You guys can ask her about her ass tomorrow. He'll tell you all about it. Somewhere between zero and two times, she said, I I am almost certain she gave me COVID. That's what I, like, false negatives are a big problem with the tests we have. I keep asking, I keep asking her if she's used the boilies. 
Apparently she she went to a doctor and they cut it open or something. She's gonna have to go back to the. I'm. It's not my place to talk about her ass, dude. Like if you haven't checked out a a a clip of her or something, go. Like fucking the one where the woman came in and was like holding up a a a, a um Chipotle. And fucking Sparkles is like, I know how she feels. If I was in there, I'd whip out my gun. I'd be like, we gonna get ourselves a burrito. Oh, she, our butthole. She is, has coined the phrase our butthole because buttholes are communists. They are all our butthole. So if we if we have a particularly spicy dinner the night before, she'll message me the next day and be like, is our butthole okay? Pee pee poo poo check. Uh, seriously, she cracks me up. I'm sorry, Thug. Well, like we moved on. I was, I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm ready to like get the stream over with. <laughs> You're still talking about like terms with trans people. I'm sorry I've ignored you, but like, I'm happy to have a conversation with you. Not on the freak show though. That's that's the comedy show. But next time we're doing the politics. I, I will be happy to have a conversation with you if you're, if you're if you're still on about it. Let's see. Who we got streaming over here on the Twitch? If you're watching on Twitch, uh, you are going over to... Uh, Radical Maniac. I I probably won't be on Echoplex later, but you never know. Somehow I, I just seem to stop by and producer Dave is like, hey Justin, hop on. And then I end up streaming until two o'clock in the morning like I did last night. They got the satanic panic going on in about forty minutes over on Echoplex if you guys want to check that out. If you're watching on Twitch right now, you're heading over to Radical Maniac. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific, for the Friday Night Freak Show.